0: Welcome to Sonic Inducers, episode five. It's July. We're here. It feels like it's been forever. Nick, how are you, sir?
1: Is it July already? I'm great. Yeah. How are you doing?
0: I uh, you know. The, like, the, I'm great. Um, the only bummer is is my favorite. One of my favorite days of the year is the summer solstice because the day is the longest day of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And then once that happens, it's all downhill because it starts getting <laughs> darker earlier. Uh but uh yeah, the summertime is here. It's hot, seems like everywhere, which is kind of scary. Especially on our coast. Everything's hot. Every day. I know. And uh things are starting to open back up for the most part. I mean, for, I've been yeah. walking around without a mask on. Uh I uh I booked some concert tickets, but not till January, which is very exciting. I might go to a show in October, which brings us to the topic of today's episode. Yes. Is music back? Is it is it fully back? How how are things going to be now that uh, we're kind of beating this COVID thing? What we, is the music industry going to do? How is it going to react? What is live music going to be like?
1: Music has been on sabbatical for over yeah. a year.
0: Unfortunately. Um, so we, we've been doing some reading and trying to figure out what the music landscape, especially live music, is going to look like. Because yeah. being sequestered, uh, I think everyone can can safely say that they've probably streamed a lot more movies music TV I've been a video game junkie <laughs> been <laughs> playing on online uh, against my friends um, every actually played last night for the first time in a week it was really fun it's a that's it's a good. fun little thing but you know that's all a result of I mean first of all I love the game but also just like you're alone we've been alone for a year and a half and it's this been is a while. fun way to kind of reach out and have a little community. But what's really exciting is uh, I've slowly been meeting with friends, going to restaurants, bars. So the next big thing is going to a live show, which I'll probably ball my eyes out once, you know, <laughs> you're in the crowd and you hear and you feel like the bass drum and all. Of the course, you won't be wind.
1: alone. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people I think are pent up and sick of staying in. And so from what I've read, when, a band or a group announces a concert, like the tickets are selling out almost immediately, which is a great sign because 50% of the music industry is a live performance.
1: That's true. You know what? It's a simple math problem. It's um, half our uh, concerts and touring and half our record sales, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's mixed with um, streaming now and, and, and downloads and all of that. But with, for the past year and a half, Having fifty percent of your revenue just drop off of the Um, cliff—it's made for the artists and composers and industry in general to rethink and who's going to be able to adapt and and what are we going to do now? Luckily, as as our coworker Pete tells me often, he says the lights or the the, there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel, Nick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, Apparently, 75% of people um, now either signed up for the first time or added like a streaming service to their everyday routine. I mean, what else are you going to do? But uh, what I found really fascinating in uh, – there's an LA Times article that shows uh, there's a survey done by United Talent Agency that uh, people are going to continue to watch live like streams of concerts as it. I mean, they're going to go to concerts, right? but the live streaming of a concert is something that is probably going to stick around, which I found fascinating that through all this, the things that, you know, labels and musicians and publishers needed to do to survive are going to stick around, which I think is cool because it's just it's like anything else. It's an added event, added revenue stream. Well, you um, know, something what? to build, you know, buzz around.
1: The artists have done what they can to, to accommodate for the lack of revenue, one—I mean, everybody has either watched or know of an artist that's had, let's say, a house concert or a concert. Um, I mean, their own their own home. I know a handful of them, and many of uh, many of the smaller, let's call them mid tier artists, are offering to go to your home, invite a few dozen of your friends, it'll cost X amount of dollars. And this is things that artists didn't do beforehand, or at least they didn't do to the level that they are now because they had live touring and they had, they were busy. Um, Also another element, which I've never contributed to, but it seems that it's grown legs is you can watch a live stream and you can just donate money to the artist while you're watching you just say it's like a go fund me
0: i mean you know hopefully people do that a lot of people still don't pay for streaming services you know they'd rather hear ads um you know i'm 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 one of those that will obviously you know buy a record or a physical product 100% um, but even relating to back to this video game thing when i watch like a twitch stream of some of my my uh friends just I'm watching them play a video game, but it's kind of nice. You put it on if you're just doing something around the house and, but you can interact. And, um, like last night, T Lou strategist who is, uh, the gentleman I've been writing some songs for his YouTube channel. He's up in uh, the Pacific Northwest, which is just uh, going through a sweltering heat wave right now. Mm -hmm. And so he's in his little gaming studio and he's got to run the computer, the, you know, his PlayStation, a lot of people don't have air conditioning up there. So oh if he's running all those things at once, it kept tripping his breaker. So the poor guy is like in this <laughs> sweat lodge, just played, trying to like entertain people, have fun. And it's things like that. I was like, dude, you're, this is like a cool thing that you're doing. You provided me with this cool, cool little community and, uh, an okay. outlet during this craziness. So yeah, like throw 25 bucks their way, you know, Absolutely. um, just to say thanks. And, and just, it's not like his full-time job, but it, It helps. It's just being appreciative. And especially Mm -hmm. if you love a band and you love their art, you should be (laughs) contributing because again, um, people are having a really hard time surviving and hopefully we're crawling out of it.
1: Well, another reason why it's good to contribute to this is because guess what? Obviously, there's no touring, but all releases have been delayed because right what is There's the no purpose? they can't tour on it they can't that's the it. purpose right. of touring so mm-hmm. i mean it's purposes you know some people would say no it's so i can go and dance with my friends and no no, no. for the artist it's they're touring to support the record that's mm-hmm. the formula okay no touring why put out records because right. they'll get forgotten about right um it won't be fresh it won't be fresh you know you can't put out a record right now and this goes to something else a complete a completely different topic that um have you ever known of an artist that's passed um that's passed on passed away let's say let's say michael jackson or Mm -hmm. let's say Jimi hendrix or all and these are the two that i know released records after they passed away Mm -hmm. i mean uh hendrix um, the Hendrix estate said that they had, you know, vaults and vaults, uh, 10 record, I think it was uh, a number of years ago. They said, we've got 10 more albums of records.
0: I think Tupac is working on one right now, actually.
1: Right. <laughs> so, but, um, they think, you know, Hendrix is, you know, the most, one of the most inspiring, uh, uh guitarists of, of the My time. My favorite. Right. Mm. Um, pop side. People um, will always, you know, uh, whether singers or um, dancers or whatever, always look to Michael Jackson. Well, you know what? Nothing against these two artists or any of the artists that pass away. It's really difficult to carry a record if you can't tour.
0: Can't tour on it. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, it's really difficult, especially if it's new. I think there's only a couple artists that can do this. One being Elvis. uh, One, maybe Bob Marley. Um, but some of those like diamond top notch right. artists that just have world following and you think that would be a Michael Jackson, but that record that he put out last time uh, that, they, that Sony put out, it didn't, it didn't, didn't take off. Yeah, anyway.
0: Well, I know we like to talk. I mean, I like to talk about Pearl Jam. I know you do too. I feel like we mention them like every other episode. But here's the crazy thing about Pearl Jam. (laughs) So I, we should do a whole episode just based on our uh, Pearl Jam dreams. I've got some some uh, some good ones. I'm game. Uh, So they released an album, uh, Gigaton. Right, right. Like I think it was like early April or something. Right when this is all going down. Right. And I bought tickets to see them. Um, My mom, who's really cool, is a member of the fan club. (laughs) You don't have to tell me
1: she's cool. I know she's cool. Well,
0: of course. Well, (laughs) not everybody that's listening knows her, (laughs) but they should. Uh, She got like first dibs, uh, but she can only get two tickets. And then, of course, me, uh, I woke up early and I think I refreshed the Ticketmaster page over and over and over. And I got in and actually got decent seats. I'm like, hell yeah, we're going. I love like, this is going to be great. And then they canceled it. I was like, and then they canceled the whole tour. And then, like, not just Pearl Jam, but other bands that I was like, I'm going to go catch a show. They've pushed their shows, some of them, to late this year and next year. Yeah. Just be really, it's crazy. So, you know, local venues uh, and bands who might just do like one offs, that seems to be at least what I'm buying tickets for. But yeah, these huge bands. I mean, Foo Fighters is uh, playing at the Forum, uh, I think, in a couple of weeks. They're really like doing that's a welcome. Yeah. yeah, they did. They actually did a, a concert for people who were vaccinated, which you know was a little controversial. But whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. You know, it's uh, it, it's getting there. Um, but the thing is, when I go out and buy groceries or go to the bank, I still carry my mask because <laughs> I know California is open. But I do the thing where. I kind of, I read the room
1: You got and room. see yeah, yeah. who
0: is, is our majority of people wearing masks. If so, <laughs> I'm putting one on if no one's wearing them. All right. That's cool. I just don't want to look like the, the one, you know, uh, rebel because I don't want to get off that vibe that I just And you're the anti or... too. And, and you're right. the anti-vaxxer. Yeah. The rebel. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> I'm coming this in in. Yahoo. Watch yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I, I do, I am curious to see once we feel things are back to normal, the what's going to remain uh, as far as the live streaming and how how uh, how this is a, going to affect long term and maybe permanently what what how this works how everything operates.
1: Think about it, industry wise, industry wide, rather. Um, so, I was thinking about this today. I thought okay everything this hasn't been a pandemic that's been a weekend long or a month or 6 months. I mean even even if it was 6 months everything I feel like would be going back right away. Every you know we burn through this let's go everybody back to normal. A business, is, uh, business as usual whatever. But I feel it's been long enough that the industry as a whole—that being the record labels, the publishers, independent um, organizations—everybody's provided an advance when you sign with a label. Mm -hmm. The advance is um, tied to how much money that, how quickly the label is going to uh, return get get their return. Same thing with Mm -hmm. the publishers. If the industry is close, or rather. let's just say the entertainment sector that's focused on on music primarily, if that's closed, what happened in the world of publishing and, and at the label as far as signings went, I imagine everybody, at least especially the top three, Sony Warner uh, universal, they've all wanted to continue the competition. I've been watching how uh, there's been signings, but have the advances been as huge have or has the labels and the publishers, publishers primarily, have they said, hey, listen, you know what? We're not going to tell you this, but a year and a half ago, we would have given you a $250,000 advance. Mm. Now it's going to be around two hundred, dollars or maybe it's going to be a buck seventy five, or something sure. like that because we have to adjust to what's happening right. in the industry. I think that that's happened. Now I don't have – I haven't had it verified, but I think because we've been in this long enough – um, either, um, uh, the record labels and the publishers have, um, put a bit of a freeze on signings or they've mm-hmm. adjusted how they've, uh, their deals and how big they've been. Um, that I would be interested in. No.
0: Yeah. It's, it makes sense. It's logical. I mean, I, one of these articles I was reading too, there's 10 billion with a B yep. dollars of, uh, sponsorship in the music industry as a whole, 10 billion. So, if that that's being lost, that's just a six-month period, too. So, imagine a year more. That's – Like $100 <laughs>
1: Like
0: it's <laughs> like Jeff Bezos money, you know? Uh, nope, well, to him, a, yeah. it's probably chump change. But anyway, that's – So, think about that amount of money being cut off. Yep. Of course, it's going to trickle down. It has effect, to. It has uh, to. Advances and signings. Everything. even Even the people who work behind the scenes, like guitar techs. So I have a, fr- a friend in Nashville who's a guitar tech. And he relies on touring. He relies on the artists going on the road Boom. because he goes exactly. with them. And so when that happens, so think about all those people too. And and thank God people were putting together fundraisers and, you know, donating to all these uh, organizations that were, were trying to keep them afloat. In his spare time, because he wasn't on the road, he started making these awesome leather guitar straps. Right. Like, That's awesome. I don't even know what the tool is called, but like the um, the leather hammer and <laughs> <laughs> And he would like carve <laughs> the rivet. It's custom, sure. like whatever the hell you want. And they look, so, I mean, it looks like, like you can get like a Wailing Jennings kind of one where it's just like, nice. really like, you know, real country or yeah, yeah. like more metal anyway. Um-
1: but hold on be with that guitar tech, this, mm-hmm. that's something else. That's like a paradox to me because we're talking about, you know, concerts being down and everything being down. And this is something we've talked about previously, but Guitar sales have been through the roof.
0: That makes sense too. I mean, so yeah, yeah this is the perfect time if you're going to learn an instrument, a language, adopt a pet. Like, though, I feel like those are the top three things that people had have to throw adopt wanted a pet to do.
1: You had to throw of a dog.
0: <laughs> adopt, don't shop, baby. Come on. Uh, but you know, think about it like, you're going to be home. I mean, we didn't know how long this was going to go, but if all of a sudden everything is shut down and you have to work from home. I mean, might as well get a dog, might as well get a guitar, you know, Take and watch the dust Marty Schwartz off. videos on YouTube. Wh- wh- who exactly. I watch?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, stuff. dust off those music books. You don't, people don't have music books anymore. It's called YouTube. Who reads the- music? Oh, I mean, Keith Richard's on.
0: can't even read music. I say that, but he maybe he can. I don't know. Uh, we're rock musicians. We don't read. What the hell are we he talking about? We don't read power music. chords. That's we just all need we need. To know four chords. It's it. Maybe a couple minors, whatever, <laughs> and the pentatonic. That's all I know. <laughs> but i get by uh yeah i I think that's great because i'm even before all this i'm a big advocate for you know music education i was a music teacher for uh, a hot minute and i gotta admit it was like when i first moved here i had no idea what i was gonna do i couldn't find a job so i worked all these odd jobs but i was a guitar teacher for for i don't know a couple months fortunately didn't pay very well i i worked for a school then i started my own thing called jam with jesse just uh, like alliteration and thought it'd be cute that's very cool i uh, had a couple of steady students but um you know it's if 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 i could make a living doing that it was felt it filled me with such uh enjoyment and fulfillment because you're teaching
1: um, somebody something you're, you're 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 sharing some knowledge
0: right. so and it's I, mean, I taught the way i learned i never took lessons i just learned by hanging out with my friends but when I when you start teaching something... You grew up in the probably, woods,
1: too. You were raised by wolves also, yeah, right? Hey,
0: shut the, shut the door. We were raised in a bar. <laughs> Do, you ever, Do you remember... There was a uh, sketch comedy show. I think it was called uh, oh, Route 52 or going to something. 50, anyway, there was a sketch comedy show where <laughs> this kid was <laughs> late to class. <laughs> and he runs in and he doesn't shut the door. And the teacher goes, hey close the door. What were you raised in the barn? And then this kid starts crying. And he says, yes. And he <laughs> runs out of the classroom and he runs all the way home. Here's the best part. He runs all the way home um, to his house, which is a barn. And he, he's all upset. He comes in and he closes the door and his dad's sitting in the recliner. He goes, Hey, leave that door open. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that story stays in the podcast. Anyway, so <laughs> what was I saying before that? Um,
1: You're a t- guitar teacher. And, it's teacher. Door open.
0: and uh <laughs> yeah um it's just you know um it, teaching in general it, it's it oh dude it's either. the
1: most gratifying thing it ever. is but it doesn't
0: man if i could do if i could make a living just based on uh gratification holy cow being a guitar teacher and here's what i was going to say hmm. i found out that I was a good teacher I was going to say this to you as a father. You probably realized Hmm. I'm a pretty good teacher. I could teach some stuff. This is kind of cool. And so, there's something very satisfying and knowing, you know, I don't have any kids. I don't know what my legacy is going to be after I'm gone, but if I could – you know, share this knowledge of the one thing that I've dedicated so much time to learning. Yes. Even though I only know like the pentatonic and a couple of chords. <laughs> as long as I, I don't I know how you cross somebody else.
1: I don't know how you know how to tie your shoes. <laughs>
0: I can't chew bubble, gum and, bubble gum and walk at the same time. I get I get really confused. Um, anyway. Um, I think that's great. That really inspires me um, that people are turning to music because not just listening to it, but learning how to play it and then history, maybe, maybe because right. of
1: that okay so boom COVID done we're getting out of this pandemic all of the uh foo fighters the pearl jams the um i saw grateful dead and company is is doing the bowl on the 20 uh, 26th of october something like that everything all of that well guess what we're gonna have a wave and i know people anticipated this at the beginning this is going to be a wave of new musicians Mm -hmm. into the world. They're going to, it's
0: going to to be a
1: Renaissance. There's going to be art. There's going to be music. There's going to be life. There's going to be all of this stuff that all of this inspiring, creative, um, you know, explosion um, Mm -hmm. after, after we're behind, after this is behind us. And it's going to be really, really
0: awesome. It would be yeah, cool wait. to see what comes. I mean, I can attest to that personally. I've been writing and recording more than I ever have since That's I've been true. doing this. Uh, I mean, I honestly, since I've been doing music, I you know, being in these little indie garage bands, you could only afford so much studio time, and you'd mm-hmm. find friends who had a studio, and mm-hmm. they would let you in, but because you were paying. You know, not the day rate. They'd squeeze <laughs> you in whenever they could. So it would take like six months to record five songs. You know, we got
1: Fifteen minutes between bands. <laughs> Get in here. <laughs>
0: uh and so yeah, I think as far as um do I want to say quantity over quality? I don't know. But as far as like the my, my being prolific, like a song a month, like that's insane to me. I mean, I guess it's still going like, take me six months to <laughs> release six songs we're <laughs> doing a month at a time. But just the constant like I'm writing, okay, I'm going to record it, I'm going to mix it, master it, all this, done, okay, on to the next one. You know, I've got like three or four, it's great, and I think. And
1: and you know what, because you get to stay home, you've been home, You everybody's right. working from home, you're not hopping in your car, driving all the way home after work, exhausted, you're like, bah, mm-hmm. bah, I can cut out all that time, all that stress on the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I wake up, have my cereal, well, I know you don't, you don't need any breakfast, but you well, just. I have
0: it. At, I have it for dinner. There you. Go. Oh yeah, that's true. It's my dessert. You yeah. you live a backwards life. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> but, I'm actually getting younger. <laughs> that's this conversation. I know. <laughs> Benjamin Buttoning over here.
1: <laughs> but but it's great because it's given us all this time to do what we want to do. Whether you know, I'm sure I'm not one of them, but I'm sure there's scores of people that have read a, a library of books.
0: You yeah, know, I uh, should have done more reading. I, I do like reading. I, I think I read one book. But I should I have a whole list of of stuff that I was like on my reading list, and
1: but all the I think I think
0: you know musicians
1: uh included I think everybody has been able to hit that list of stuff that they've wanted to do that's been on the back.' There's like, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. on the list of stuff I want to do, and it's all been getting fulfilled well, while we've been and, home,
0: right, and not just from a um a performers aspect but also a fan and a consumer everyone's pent up like i said earlier yeah, yeah. just the energy that's going to come out yeah, and the excitement and that again is just going to beget more creativity and work so it's going to be cool to see the snowball effect um over the next few years i mean maybe the next decade who knows, who uh, knows? speaking it's, of it's right speaking of uh taking lessons and things mm. um I wonder if anyone's been taking voice lessons because I wanted to talk about something that a friend brought up to me weeks ago, the difference between a vocalist and a singer. And when oh. he first brought this up to me, I'm like, dude, shut the hell up. They're the same thing. What the hell are you talking <laughs> of about? Of course. They're <laughs> it's, just it's just another way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, using like our ass. Um, yeah. They're, to me, they're the same thing. Like it's like saying I'm, um, I'm a trash man or a, uh, a garbage. because Custodial Custodian? engineer, or whatever they, you know. Is that the scientific word? You know. But he started, he started like really uh, detailing the difference between the two. So, of course, I had to Google it and he was right. And I was kind of mad because you think I would know this as a I know, uh, I, former I you would. Yeah. quote unquote. Hold on. I'm going to, am I a singer or a vocalist? Quote unquote, singer. I'm a singer. I'm a vocalist, apparently, as someone who's trained. And by definition, I is think it's some it of sings opera. Yeah. So, vocalist is opera. usually someone who has had vocal training. That and, uses their
1: voice as an instrument.
0: Yeah. Right. Boom. And yeah. a singer is someone who will, will manipulate their voice. So, oh gosh, someone man. maybe like a Lou Reed or uh, Iggy Pop. You're going to you get know. a lot of
1: angry emails. <laughs>
0: what are you talking <laughs> about? Back. Iggy Pop himself has said... When he heard Lou Reed sing, he's like, "This guy can't sing. Either can I. I guess I can sing." He there said you go. Some, I'm paraphrasing, there you go. but he said something like that. So you know, like a um, um, like a Scott Stapp, you know, who adds uh, an R to every word he sings. I've heard. I can do a Scott Step. Do it, okay? That's good. Speaking of, uh, I realize that I have um, a, a whole slew of MTV channels on my uh, TV package. And They're all Lou and- Reed. There's, there's uh, MTV Classic, which is great because it's all just music videos all day long. That's and they so do that. this thing called The Rock Block. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> Creed's Arms Wide Open came out <laughs> and I had not seen that video <laughs> since what? When did it come out? Like 2001 or whatever? Holy crap. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, you should watch it. It will either fascinate you. It will fascinate you. But it will either disgust you Oh, man. I'll just say this. It'll fascinate and disgust you at the same time. <laughs> fascinate anyway, um, I hate knocking anything. It's just, it's just a really weird kind Band? of- Band? <laughs> no. Did <laughs> I ever tell you a time I saw them with my mom at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee? <laughs> you probably did. And I have a video of him pointing at me. And we oh gave each other like a thumbs up. Anyway, oh it was my mom loved it. I'll just say that. At the Ryman, the mother church of all venues. Uh, okay. So yeah, vocalist versus a singer. Uh, I I didn't know the difference. And I, I, I think it makes sense to me. So in that light, I think I know who my favorite singer is. I don't know if I could tell you, or I have a couple favorite singers. Okay. I don't know if I could say what my who my favorite vocalists are. Because hmm. to me, like a vocalist... Freddie Mercury would be a great vocalist, but also a great singer. I think there's something out there that I read too, that uh that every vocalist is a singer, a but not every fun. singer is a vocalist. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Something like that. Yep. So, I think Pavarotti. Have we talked about this? Have we talked about Pavarotti? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to give that a firm no. <laughs> okay. He was asked that, again, I might be… um Paraphrasing? backwards no, well upside down but just uh hearsay apparently he was asking you know hey do you listen to contemporary music like rock and roll do you yeah. have any um who who are some of your favorite uh he said little rich singers <laughs> uh and he said pavarotti the opera opera guy he said he really liked um Freddie mercury and steve perry from am i getting that right uh steve perry from journey oh what i was
1: yeah, yeah, Steve Perry from Germany. I always get yeah. him
0: and Joe Perry mixed up, the guitar player for Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah. I was – I When I so, yeah, you said Steve Perry, also. I
1: thought Perry Farrell, so – But yeah, Steve Perry.
0: There you go. Yeah. He would be a singer. I don't think he's a vocalist. He'd be a singer because oh. he manipulates his voice and makes it sound unique, blah, 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 blah. But if Pavarotti is going to say his favorite vocalist, singer, whatever you want to label it as, is Freddie Mercury and Steve Perry, to me, they're vocalists because you have a vocalist, a guy who's trained in opera – saying he likes these two contemporary artists. So to me, they're vocalists.
1: I think vocalists just, okay, let's just, for lack of a better term, vocalists are singers that have the true, truest control of their voice. Mm -hmm. really control not and i'm not talking voice aerobics i'm not talking up and down timing and not i mean just like there's something about it and you you can hear those vocalists that have that unique sound that it's it's something that can't be reproduced
0: like a mariah carey an ariana grande um like that kind of soul, like a Beyonce, like they uh, probably all started singing in church or went to, you know, lessons probably, but, uh, but then you get, you know, the, the guys who are in like punk bands, garage bands, probably. I mean, I would assume they didn't take vo- vocal lessons, but there's this really cool DVD called the uh, Zen of screaming. Oh, no, nice. I don't know if you, have you heard of this? No, it's this, she's a vocal coach and she teaches these metal singers how to, sing properly, but keep their, their unique voice, but That's not kill awesome. it. That's and awesome. That's awesome. You know, make sure they can sing for as long as they want, as, you know, as opposed to their voice giving out within, you know, five years. It's all right. and And they have to get surgery breathing. on their vocal cords and right. stuff like so that. So it's all yeah. about- breathing and, and you know your lower back and your and like it's really your, cool your diaphragm. And so even if you're, yeah even if you're not a singer it's really it's a cool watch just because i mean if you're a fan of music you know yeah. it's a cool cool thing so i actually bought it a long time ago for a, a vocalist i knew but i also sang backup and i noticed like I would get nervous, so your throat gets dry. And a mm-hmm. lot of my it was mm-hmm. like Gang vocals like, yeah, yeah, you know. And so I'd real I'd start to feel very strained. I'm like, I probably need a, a vocal coach it, or something. I can say I I I I was a professional singer because I got paid a few times. I think there that's a go. definition. If you get paid doing something, you're professional. <laughs> you you so, watch the art yeah. of the scream or whatever that DVD was. end of Screaming. then of Screaming. Go buy it now on DVD or okay. streaming on your services but uh, yeah so people. so free mercury steve perry i'll any lennox um some of my favorite there's there's one i'm missing david bowie oh yeah you know, oh yeah he'd be more vo- a singer i think as a vocalist but some of my favorite voices to listen to jeff buckley but again would he be a singer or vocalist who knows I mean, you have to ask him I that, was
1: listening to a Jeff Buckley tune on uh, one of my favorite indie radio stations, 88.5. Uh, this oh, Yeah, morning.
0: I have that on my dial too. You Dude, still listen to the radio? God it's bless you, sir. so
1: good. It's it so good. good. And they had Jeff Buckley on and I was listening to his voice because I was like, you know, like, I mean, you have this all the time. I rarely do when I'm in the car alone by myself and I don't have two zen of screaming kids in the backseat or anything. I can actually listen to what I want to listen to and just i don't know it's the same thing with instruments like if you can really just listen to the to the notes and to the pitch and everything it's a beautiful thing and that kid had a beautiful voice yeah i yeah. think he had an
0: eight octave range i think
1: it was just it was it like went into different stratospheres just of like low and high and just it was just it was just uh it just do you remember what song it was no, because I looked on, it just said 88.5. It wasn't scrolling like what the name mm, of the song right. was. And I mean, it, it,
0: he, every, he's known for his cover of Hallelujah. I mean- Wasn't that, it, yeah. I'm yeah. sure it wasn't that because you would recognize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, if if you don't listen to him a lot, uh, he's got, you know, his, his kind of his only real full links to the studio album called Grace, which is great. Oh, right, right. Great listen back to front. And then he, after he passed, unfortunately- I don't know if it was his mom or somebody gathered all of his, like he had some finished studio songs, Absolutely. but some, a lot of them were demos. So he's got like a second album. Uh, I think it's called um, letters to my sweetheart, the drunk, which I think is a great name, <laughs> but like the first, you know, I got it on D- uh, DVD. What is it called? CD, CD. Yeah. back in the day. so the first disc was kind of the more professional studio sounding stuff, but the second half were all the demos, which is kind of great. Yeah. But anyway, I, he, man if he if he was still with us, I think we would have had a lot more great music. I mean, we have great music now, but his contribution would have been very interesting so's gone way too anyway soon. I'll, I'll share I'll share some of his music with you um cause a funny story, not funny, but I think a cool story. I started listening to him when my college band was breaking up, and I didn't know what to do next mm-hmm. and I was you know, we were like, just like, again, four power chords, you know, just kind of floor <laughs> to the floor. Listening to that first album, someone in college introduced me to him and to wine, which is kind of a great combination. I mean, glass of wine, <laughs> listen to some Jeff Buckley, but his guitar playing, it was so. Like, I started to experiment with all these weird chords and like reverb and delay. And so like, yeah, yeah. he really, not just his I can't sing like him, he can me, but his. Um, composition and the way he played guitar really his arrangements really, of his music, yeah, it impacted me. I would definitely he's one of my biggest influences for sure. It was, it, it, just as a guitar player, um, I wonder if
1: if teachers guitar guitar teachers um, the few that are still left doing uh, doing it old school. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if um, there are kids that still come. Look into uh learn jeff buckley tunes you know you, like, you never
0: know i think he's a um, he's like he's like coffee he's kind of an acquired taste you don't kind of you don't true. start with a jeff buckley that's yeah, true and when i taught it was hey let's just get some basic chords down mm-hmm. um build your calluses learn how because the thing teaching it's not the chords it's the strumming patterns mm-hmm. that are hard to teach either you've got that or you don't so if someone doesn't have rhythm whew, oh yeah if there's no anyway and and you and once they get comfortable then you're like all right who do you like green day like who do you like let's learn some of their songs and you go from there yeah Uh, if if a kid came to me is like i want to learn uh so real by jeff buckley (laughs) who are you (laughs) who are your parents they've got great taste (laughs) anyway this was fun uh we've reached our time limit again we're um Man, we've been told we're getting the the red light. We got to get out of here. We're uh, getting—we're gonna get the hook across our necks to get off stage. Uh, But uh, thank you for joining us and listening to uh, thoughts on music and live music post-COVID. And uh, hopefully, you've learned what the difference between a vocalist and a singer (laughs) is. Uh, I know I have. Okay, great. Uh, This is Sonic Inducers, presented by Adrev. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.